this Monday, November 27th, NBA betting picks edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is offering new users a $1,000 risk-free bet. Sign up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, November the 27th, currently 11.05 on the East Coast. Here to get into the short five-game schedule in the association on this Monday. And joining me here to help me break it all down, you guys know him as the superstar of the show. It's the villain himself, Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, how's it going, my man? How you doing? Oh, man, I'm going good. I'm going great. And I guess the only thing I have to say here is that some people are very, very shocked. Some people went through the weekend and they were watching the game over the course of this weekend and they were sitting there and they were saying to themselves, they said self and their self said, huh? And they said, Terrell was right about those Boston Celtics, man. (laughs) And I put them minus three, whatever, minus four, whatever on the parlay anyway. And whole time, that dude that I swear just be talking nonsense on the screen was right because they go out there and they lose this five-and-a-half-point favorites to the Orlando Magic. I mean, they're now – I think they lost the last four straight against the Magic. It might be three straight. It's either three straight or four straight. Mm -hmm. Um, Shout-out to, you know, Mo, Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner or however you pronounce it. I know somebody got on that before. Yeah, that's right. Shout out and coming off the bench and having a great day. Shout out to Cole. Shout out to Apollo, who, again, Apollo, in his games against the Celtics, 20, 23, 23, 30, 23. So, you know, all I'm going to say is, if you felt like I was just making this up about the Celtics, I just want to remind you that they are now – 0-5 ATS in our last five games. Against the Magic, yeah. And I think what also sticks out in those, the last three games, they failed to reach 100 points. Yes, very much so. Hey, Magic have been our darling this season, so it's not like we were going to fade them at least. I I mean, shout out to Drew Holiday for not playing and making it easier on me as well. (laughs) <laughs> and shout out to Porzingis for leaving the game early, even though I had him on a parlay for over two and a half threes at plus 140, and he left early, making one. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Boston uh, falls to the Orlando Magic, the darling this season of the NBA Gambling Podcast. 111, or sorry, 113.96 on Friday but night. Mm-hmm. Congrats to the Orlando. I will say congrats to the Celtics for this. They gave the Magic a first-half loss on U.S. soil in that game. They did. They did, yep. They did. I think the script has kind of flipped on the Magic now. Uh, they're they're second in the East. I, I didn't know that. I haven't looked they're at sole the possession of second in the East. <laughs> um, let's see here. Yeah, I think the last two games they haven't covered in the first oh, half. Oh, I just have sole possession. They've had to come back in the second half and win games. 
They're tied with Milwaukee, but I mean, still 12 and five for this Orlando Magic team. I know we were high coming into the uh, on this Orlando Magic team, but I didn't know that they were going to be at least the wheels fall off at some point, right? I mean, I think the thing that stands out to me, number one, is that they're dominating at home. They are seven and two, but they're also seven and two in the in the conference, which I think that kind of speaks volumes to me. Uh, yeah. That they're taking bears uh, business in, in in the Eastern Conference, right? So, um, yeah, I mean they've won seven in a row, eight and two over their last ten. And like I mentioned, seven and two at home and seven and two in the conference as well. So, uh, definitely exciting times if you're an Orlando Magic fan for sure. Um, what else, Darrell? Anything else that stuck out to you over the weekend? Uh, I'm trying to think, can't remember. What about you? What you what you thinking about? Um. Uh, nothing really stuck out. I think the Pacers overs continue just to be a cash cow. Uh, I don't think that's a secret. Um, let's see, Friday night. I don't think anything that really stuck out to me. Rockets, again, at home, taking care of business. I'll say this. Play the Rockets when they're at home and fade them when they are on the road. Um, that's just kind of been the story for them thus far this season. Uh, what else stuck out? Uh, I think that was pretty much it for me. Milwaukee's continuing to struggle a little bit. I don't, I don't know if you caught the game yesterday. They had to come from behind. Oh, when they went down 26 to the Blazers? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure somebody somewhere in the world probably put a bet on them to come back and win that game, but... I think that saw somebody at uh, plus 420. I, th- I saw somebody that had bucks at plus 420 in a parlay earlier this weekend. I mean, earlier this morning, I was like, oh, all right, all right. Like, <laughs> I mean, uh, hey, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> I wasn't, you know, I don't know, man. Yeah, I wasn't Milwaukee's on weird. I, I, Milwaukee's weird. It's, yeah, they look, it looks like that there's, like, times or, like, there's been, like, a stretch of, like, a few games where, all right, where's – thinking that all right milwaukee's back they've figured things out but then there's like stretches now maybe it was just what a lazy sunday game for them that they finally flipped the switch in that fourth quarter came back and won third uh they won the fourth quarter i should say against the portland trailblazers 33 to 14 uh led by Giannis. Giannis finished that game with 33 points and 16 rebounds as well but um other than that um that was pretty much it man i don't think anything else really stuck out to me magic again won in the against the Hornets, yeah, pretty uneventful uh, night, at least for Sunday. Uh, all right, Darrell, we got about five games here on uh, the Monday schedule, but before we dive into those uh, beautiful games, well, let me tell you, we can get down on these beautiful games. That's going to be over on Bet365. We're brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is the world's favorite sportsbook trusted by over 88 million players worldwide. Props, sides, totals, whatever the case might be, they've got you covered. And if you like boosts, you're going to love Bet365, like a 30% profit boost on your NFL same-game parlay. Plus, they even have an early payout offer if your team goes up by 17 points. Sign up today and choose from two bonus offers, either a $1,000 no-sweat bet or bet $5 to get 150 in bonus bets. Just head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365 or use the sign-up link in our show bio. Prom gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Troy, let's get into these games here for tonight. Let's start here with the game of the night. Uh, we'll go with the Los Angeles Lakers. 
they are in the city of brotherly love currently the line on bet 365 as the sixers as a six point favorite in this game total sitting at 231 uh minus 225 on the money line for the sixers and plus 185 on the money line for the la lakers uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, uh, Rui Achimura, Jared Vanderbilt, and Gabe Vincent are all out. LeBron and Cam Reddish are questionable, and Anthony Davis is probable here tonight. And for the Sixers, uh, Daniel House is questionable, and Jaden Springer is questionable, and we know Kelly Oubre is going to be out for this game. Sixers laying six points here against the L.A. Lakers here, Terrell. Where are we starting with the side? Yeah, let's go Sixers. I, I'm, I mean, I've said this. I feel like I've said this this season more often than I typically do about Braun-led teams because, as we know, I am the number one, you know, Braun fan here at the podcast. I hold it down for all of you heathens who don't acknowledge him as the king. Same sucks. Yeah. I don't think they're that good. They're 10-7. I think that. I mean, their only wins come against bad teams. Like, they only win against teams. I, I really feel like if I go through here, all their wins are going to be teams that are sub-500. Like, you know, they got finally got the win against the Clippers this time around, sub-500 mm-hmm. team. You know, they just beat the Cavs for Braun beating the Cavs, what feels like he never can do, sub-500 team. I'm pretty sure it might be 500 now. Uh, lost to the Magic above 500. Lost to Miami, they're kind of hovering. Lost to Rockets, they're they look like they're decent. I mean, I guess you get a win against the Suns, but we don't really know what that means. They missing people in and out, that and the third. Like it just feels like this is a typical Lakers. Like this is a typical Lakers season where they just kind of beat up on the teams they should beat up on, and they may or may not be able to steal a win from a good team here or there. But when's the last time I've seen the Lakers win on national television? Oh, that's a great question. Maybe that Phoenix revenge game they had a couple weeks ago. It's it's not as consistent as I would like it to be. I'm just going to go ahead and take Philly. Yeah, uh, I like Philly in the first half. I mean, we know their narrative that the Lakers get out to very slow starts in the first quarter and first half, and then they have to play catch up. Um, But Sixers at home this season, uh, six and three against the spread, uh, six and three to the over, six and three straight up. I know they've lost their last three games at home, which was against the Pacers. That was the second game of that, you know, little mini series that they have with back-to-back opponents in consecutive or consecutive nights or in two night or uh, two games and three nights. And then they also lost to the Celtics, who were in a revenge spot um, uh, against the Sixers, who beat them, you know, earlier in November. And then the Cavs came in there in overtime and took care of business against the Sixers uh, there as well. So. Um, I think they'll, again, defend home court, home court here. I do like Maxi to have a big game. I don't think there's anybody in the backcourt of the, uh, the Lakers that can, you know, really slow him down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I expect a big Maxi game here tonight. I do expect the Sixers to bounce back here. I think it should be a full house, obviously, with LeBron and, and the Lakers in town here. So I'm looking at first half for the Sixers. I agree with you about the full game here as well. I think you nailed it that. They're just beating opponents that are below 500. And when it comes to competition, uh, they just can't take care of business right now are the Lakers. So hopefully they're able to turn that around if you are a Lakers fan. But as of right now, as we sit here at the end of uh, November, um, play on them when they're playing against sub-500 teams and then fade them against teams that are 
uh, definitely above 500. And again, the Sixers do fit that mold. So uh, with you on the Sixers here, total here, Terrell sitting at 231. Any feel on that? So I think it's a tad bit too high. I think it's a tad bit too high. I think I'm expecting to see a little bit more defensive intensity from Nick Nurse's squad. And this could be like a situation where Lakers really, really might not be able to put up that many points. Like Nick Nurse knows how to coach up a team defensively. This Philadelphia team has been one of the top teams in the East defensively, really in the entire league defensively over the course of the entire year. Uh, I, I think that it's a better spot there. Kind of fate in this Lakers team like that. Team total under for the Lakers, slight lean to under for the game. I think Philly can and will put up points, especially how you said Maxi. I think there's nobody there that can stop Joel and B. Joel and B's going to have a really good day, especially I, I question the coaching on the Lakers side, so I don't think they'll do anything to affect Joel and B's game either. I think Joel and B has a big game. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I think that the 76 is going to be able to score. I just don't know if the Lakers are going to do their part because I don't know what they expect against a really, really competent defense here. So give me the under 231. Yeah, um, Lakers over the last five games are the second best uh, defensive rated team in the association. Um, Philly in that span of the last five games are number 13. So you have two teams well above league average. Uh, they're doing pretty well on the defensive side of the um, say football, but defense side of the basketball. Um, and looking at their home numbers here, Philly, mm, where's their defensive rating? Number nine uh, over their last five games at home as far as defensive rating. So uh, you may see a little bit loose in the first half. You want to look at a first half over, but I think that that's the, the defense tightens up in that second half. So uh, I lean to the under here as well. Player props, you mentioned uh, Tyrese Maxey in this game, but anybody else you're looking at here, Terrell? Yeah, give me uh, Joel Embiid, and I'm not going to play him how you think. Give me Joel Embiid assist. I feel like I'm really, really kind of intrigued by this. And it starts with one Joel being a much, much better passer than, you know, years past this year. And being able to do that, you look at what he's done in the past, and he's gone from averaging 4.2 assists in the last season. He's at 6.3 now. Like he really, he's really taking ownership of that passing role. Last game, he was one assist short of a triple double. He had five the game before that. Listen to the month of November: uh, nine, five, nine, eight, seven, six, seven, three, four, six, three, seven. Like he, he's been hovering that six number that we've been sitting here talking about. So, uh, as I pull up on underdog fantasy here. And look at what they have him listed for for his assists. Joe B assist is listed at six on the dot. I'm going higher. Give me higher than Joel Embiid's six assists here. I think this is a really good play. I'm expecting to see Darvin Ham do some very, very childish defensive schemes towards Joe Embiid, like just throwing him double teams and and forcing him to get the ball out of his hands. And he's shown over the course of the season he's starting to make plays as a playmaker as well, not just as a scorer. So, yeah, I like Joel Embiid higher success on the roll. Yeah, Embiid, uh, three straight games uh, against the Lakers, or at least over the last three games, has at least 30 points against them. And they've uh, also – he's also had a double-double in those games. So 30 and 10, 38 and 12, uh, 35 and 11 as well for uh, Joel Embiid in those games. So – uh, his points prop right now is sitting at 
Uh, 32 and a half. So the market has adjusted to that. Uh, Tyrese Max is at 26 and a half in this game as well. So um, I probably look at Maxi. I feel like this is a big Maxi game here. Uh, if you want to look at his threes here as well, um, you know, he's able to knock those down. It's at three and a half at plus money at plus 115. But um, I, I do think this is a big Maxi game here tonight. Anything else for this game, Terrell? No, no, I'm good. Let's go. All right, next game on the board. Let's go over to the Portland Trailblazers. They are visiting the Indiana Pacers, currently on bet 365. The Pacers are a 13-point favorite in this game with a total of 240, minus 850 on the money line for the Pacers and plus 575 for the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, looking at the injury report here for both of these teams, Portland did play yesterday, so they do get that extra time uh, to submit that injury report. For the Indiana Pacers, a pretty clean injury report. Only guy that is questionable on this uh, injury report is Aaron Neesmith. He is sitting with a right wrist sprain. Um, like I mentioned, Portland uh, did fall to or collapse, I should say, against the Milwaukee Bucks last night uh, in a game of 108 to 102. Um, Milwaukee just wasn't shooting well, but they they flipped the switch in that fourth quarter, outscoring the Blazers 33 to 14. And now you have. Um, the Blazers on a back-to-back night here, Terrell, in Indiana. Let's start with the side here. Minus 13 in favor of the Pacers. What are you thinking? Oh, 13. Minus 13 versus the Pacers. Uh, I... Are we really laying 13 with the Pacers? Like are the Pacers? The Pacers' defense is not good enough to lay thirteen. Ultimately, that's where I feel like this is. That yes, are the Pacers by far and away a better team than the Portland Trailblazers? Yes, check yes in that box. However, they literally, like I promise you, I could send a JV boys basketball team out there and they're going to score. (laughs) Probably because they're not trying. They're not. They're not even trying. No. They're not trying. It's literally just run and gun. But this is Rick Carlisle, and we know how Rick Carlisle gets down. We've seen this in Dallas. We've seen this before. We know this is how he coaches his teams. So why do we question it? I'm actually going to sit here, and I'm going to look at Rick, what Rick Carlisle is as a double-digit favorite because it can't be good. It, it, I, I don't know what the number is, but it can't be good because his teams never play defense. I, I don't care. Fade the Pacers, man. I'm not laying 13. Give me the Portland plus 13. Um, I think that if you do like the Pacers to cover this game by 13 points, like you just have to bet their team total to go over because I think they probably have to put up 140 points here tonight or at least 130 plus if they're going to win this game by 13 points. And, and it's not like they haven't done it this season at home and it, it's been against some of the weaker competition as well. Um, I mean, we go back to the beginning of the season. The first game, they beat the Wizards by 23 points. They beat the uh, the Spurs by, what, 30-some-odd points? Sorry, 40, 41 points. They beat the Jazz by 16. Off. It's different when you're expected to do it, though. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. When and this there's is the, the first expectation. Time, yeah. They're laying double digits this season at home. Um, I, I'm just kind of curious to see when's the last time they were laying double digits at home. Never. <laughs> Rick, freaking uh, what's his name? Um, Chokey, Reggie, Reggie. 
That's the last time. Uh-huh. I couldn't get his name out. I couldn't get his name out. <laughs> Last time. Chokey has got a crazy. I'm not even going to hold you. Chokey's really crazy. All right, let me see here. Where's Rick? Last time it was last season, March 9th, against my Rockets. They were 10-point favorites, and they won the game by nine. Uh, all right, let me let me Rick Carlisle at home. And three out of the last four times they've been double digit favorites. They've lost against the spread, but they have won the game straight up. Well, so, I mean, I'm not I'm not doubting. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not doubting that. I don't think they like. I think there's a good possibility they can win the game. But I mean, just that does that line is. It, it doesn't make sense. 13, I get they're on a back-to-back. I get this team is yeah. terrible, but this team does not play defense at all. Hold on. I'm out to figure it out. All right, let me see. Double digits. Oh, what? Oh, 1-0 oh, there. Oh, oh, one and one Ooh, Rick Carlisle. Ooh, Rick Carlisle. This doesn't look good for you, my guy. Ooh, <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of negative numbers here. Oh we oh my gosh, we might have a new system bet. Oh we oh we have a new system bet. I'm sorry. We have a new system bet. I did not know he was this bad. Would you like to take a guess, Moon off before I tell everybody? Would you like to take sure. a guess? What percentage what do guessing? you think what percentage do you think that Rick Carlisle is ATS as a double digit favorite in his career? Seventeen point five. Dang, you're mean. <laughs> God dang, you don't think he ever wins. Golly, 17%. Sheesh. 35%. All 30 right. and 55. Rick Carlisle is 30 and 55 ATS is a double digit favorite in his career. 35%. If you're $100 better, you have lost. $2,638 betting on Rick Carlisle as a double-digit favorite in his career. So, I I'm think, not going to lock up the Blazers, but I, uh, I might actually end up locking up the Blazers. Yeah, no, let's lock up the Blazers 13. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's just Blazers plus 13, and then you just bet the over. I mean, yeah. Pacers are 14 and one to the over this season. They can't, the books can't make the total high end for this team. Um, I mean, do you look at it any other way than the over for the total? No. <laughs> Why would I take an under? I mean, I, no, no, no. That, that's the whole handicap of the game. No, I would never take an under with this team. They, they don't play defense at all. Yeah. They literally are out there not trying to play defense. You look at, I believe the Pacers are the best over team in the league. I don't know. I think it's hard to beat 14 and one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was 14 and one. Good. 14 and I didn't one. realize. Yo, they're 10 and 0 with their last 10 to the over. Like, how do you fade that? Like, how do yeah. you fade that? Nine and one at home, averaging 248 points per game at home. So, yeah, just bet the over and, and, uh, yeah, just, like check the score at the end of the game and check your account. That's balance. actually Hopefully embarrassing. Like if we're if we're being completely honest, that is embarrassing. Like that's really embarrassing. I would sprinkle on I would sprinkle on the money line with Portland because Portland really did like they really did do something right yesterday. If we like forget the collapse in the second half and we just say mm-hmm. the second half goes how the game probably should have went from the beginning, they mm-hmm. really did find something in that first half. So if they kind of find that again in the first half this time around. 
I don't think this Pacers team is built to come back from 26 points down. So, yeah. Uh, Pacers Stein in six on this year, averaging 128.8 points per game, and more importantly, giving up 125.5 uh, on the season, a plus 3.3. But again, that that will adjust uh, sooner rather than later. All right, player props in this game here, Troll. What are we looking at? Uh, <sighs> I mean, somebody in there was talking about centers versus who was who was that that dropped that nugget about centers versus the Pacers. Uh, let's see here. It was somebody. The chat is booming. Shout out to the chat. Make sure you hop into the chat. Kason, Kason dropped it. Talk about up. I think we lost Terrell for a second there, but yeah, I I'll uh, I'll mention it here for centers against Aiden. I've tried to bet. I've bet on Aiden props this season. I think multiple times. At least I want to say four times. I think I'm one in three uh, in those spots uh, against or betting on Aiden, but. You take a look at um, what centers are doing against Portland. And let me pull up these numbers here. Give me a second. Um, Sorry, not against Portland, against uh, Indiana. So they are the worst rated defense against the center position. They're allowing 26.9 points per game, and they're giving up 14.4 rebounds. And I was looking at this earlier, uh, DeAndre Ayton uh, against the Pacers in his career, obviously with his time with the Phoenix Suns. Has done really well against him, uh, actually. He's averaged 17 points per game and 10.9 rebounds in eight career games against the Pacers. And he's had double-digit rebounds uh, in five straight games. And the last five games, he scored 23 points, 8 points, 14, and then back-to-back games, uh, 27 and 22. His rebounding prop for tonight is sitting at 11 and a half. And his points here tonight are, let's see here, 14 and a half. A little bit of juice on that at minus 130. So, um, yeah, I'll look at DeAndre Ayton here in this game. Um, maybe if you want to go points and rebounds over for DeAndre Ayton, that number is sitting at, let's see here. Uh, 26 and a half. I, I do like that number. The big just adjusted in front of my eyes went from minus 110 to minus 115. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, I was another guy that I was looking at here. Uh, or we got Terrell back here, but uh, Terrell was talking about uh, DeAndre Aiden in this game. But I forgot to plug my laptop in, I thought it was plugged in. It, uh, apparently, you have to plug the out the plug part into the wall for it yeah. to like charge. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think that's how it works. That's uh, at least what I've been told. It's um, new to me. When did they start doing that? Oh, God, I think it's been a couple of centuries, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, picking up where you left off, you talked about Aiden, but I was just looking at his numbers against the Pacers. He's had double digit rebounds in five straight games. He's had uh, 20 plus points in back to back games. Um, his points and rebounds, I think I mentioned, was at 26 and a half in this game. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, this would. There's low key a revenge angle here, but it's not really a revenge angle. But oh, eight in, about the trade, yeah. Eight into the Pacers was like almost there. Yeah, like it was almost there, and I don't know what threw it off, but something threw it off. But he was almost a Pacer. I mean, mm-hmm. they give up a lot to the center position. He's actually been playing pretty like decent basketball recently, and they're going to need him in this game. If they don't play any defense, I don't see why they have one of the worst points in the paint. 
uh, over the past five games in the entire league, and that's where Aiton does all his damage at. I don't understand why Aiton would not have a good game. He would literally have to be just soft. Like, <laughs> pause. <laughs> I'm weak. <laughs> um, I was looking also at Malcolm Brogdon in this game. Um, if you want to talk about revenge, I mean, he started his career there, but since he's returned uh, from injury with a hamstring, uh, with the Blazers last three games, he's averaging 19 points and then he's averaged 13, about eight assists per game. But again, I think that if this is going to be a high pace game that you're probably going to expect Malcolm Brogdon to rack up the assist in this game here as well. So his assists for tonight are seven and a half at plus one fifteen. Uh, I don't get that number, but I think I'll be on the over for that for sure uh, in this game. So if you want to go Brogdon uh, points and assists combined, or if you just want the plus odds on his assists, I think that goes. um, I think that he'll definitely get there. And then I'm looking at his alt assist for 10 plus for Brogdon here tonight. That is at, they're not even offering it, over 8.5 is plus 195. So. Those are the ones I was coming looking at. Anything else you like as far as player props? Uh, man, uh, I think that's really about it for me. I, I, I'll back DeAndre in. And, you know, I still think that defensively Portland's going to give it up as well. So you still have Halliburton assists that's still live. I think that's still going to be a really good play. Uh, I may be interested in Buddy Hill threes today. I got to do some more look into that. But just expect points and and craft you a crazy same-game parlay getting a bunch of points. Jeremy Grant threes as well. I'll throw that last one in there. Uh, Over two and a half right now. He's at at least three in three straight games. Uh, He's at at least five in uh, two of the last three games as well. Um, Yeah, and uh, Pacers, uh, again, as far as pace goes, we know that they give it up, but also at that small forward position, uh, the Pacers are allowing, I think it was like four and a half, three pointers per game. So, um, yeah, I look at Jeremy Grant as well. All right. Uh, before we get over <clears throat> to the next game on the schedule here, let me tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy. Um, Let's see here. Where it's like to do my ad page. Here we go. All right. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, and college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Terrell already mentioned he likes Joel Embiid higher on his six assists here tonight. But stay tuned at the end of the episode. We'll put together our Underdog Fantasy entry for. Uh, the Monday games in the association. So you can watch along. You can also make your own picks and maybe you can make a little cash over on our dog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And you sign up with the promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Again, that's underdog fantasy using promo code SGPN. And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bets with circle stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. And join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app 
or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, Charles, let's get over to the next game on the schedule here. Let's go to the Washington Wizards. They are visiting the Detroit Pistons in the Motor City. Currently on Bet365, the Pistons are now a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, the total is sitting at 236. Total in this game is, sorry, uh, money line minus 140 for the Pistons and plus 124 the Washington Wizards. Uh, for the injury report for both of these teams, let's start with the Wizards here. Uh, Jordan Poole is officially questionable with uh, for this game. He has a left ankle uh, sprain. Uh, DeLon Wright is also out, and then Ryan Rollins is also out for the Wizards. For the Detroit Pistons, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich is out. Joe Harris is out. Monte Morris is out as well. Uh, but other than that, um, pretty healthy squad for the Pistons here. Minus two and a half in favor of the Pistons here. Terrell hosting the Wizards. What are you thinking? Yeah, let me just go ahead and start with this. Because uh, we have a... Welcome to the Toilet Bowl, where the Washington Wizards playing the Detroit Pistons. Both teams at 2 and 14. Both teams battling for which team can go to the bottom of the lottery. And... I'm, I'm going... I'm... I'm Normally, I take the points. I never, never, ever really want to lay the points in a toilet bowl. But Washington really, really stinks. <laughs> like, I understand Detroit is bad, but at least Detroit, I feel optimism about. Like, I have optimism that Detroit will be better, especially when they get, like, Bullion back and uh, who else? Is somebody else that's Joe optimistic. Harris. Yeah, like, once they get a couple of those guys back, I think that they'll be a lot better, but... Yikes. I mean, good thing going for Washington. They are six and three on the road. ATS, which is actually kind of weird. <laughs> it's the only mm-hmm. actual stat for them is that they're six and three on the road ATS. But I, I just think that with Jordan Poole either compromised in this game and he probably doesn't have a good game, or you have a no Jordan Poole in this one, and then you're rolling out, you know, Tyus Jones, uh, Corey Couchsford. Ding Abia, Gafford, and Kuzma. That that's, that's just not enough. Like defensively, I think that Amen um All-Star Thompson, not Amen, All-Star Thompson is really, really good. And he's really, really gonna throw a lot of different looks over here at this team. Maybe he's not the best shooter, but defensively he gives them everything he needs they need and more to make life hard on a Kyle Kuzma or anybody like that. You have Kay Cunningham who's been running this offense pretty well. And they finally got Killian Hayes out of the starting lineup. Like, I truly think that Detroit is going to start to go on a run where they start to win some games because they finally got one of the worst players in the league out of the starting lineup. So, yeah, I'm all the way down on uh, Detroit here. Give me Detroit minus two and a half. But it's a toilet bowl, so you never know what it is. But. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. The Wizards, <clears throat> two and, uh, sorry, six and three against spread on the road. But a lot of those spreads have been obviously, you know, near double digits, if not double digits. But. I mean, defensively, you mentioned it that this wizard seems just not very good. Uh, back-to-back games, they've given up uh, 130 plus points. I think that's kind of been the narrative for them all season long. Uh, the total opened up at 234 and a half, and I think rightfully so. This number is now up to 236 and a half, like I mentioned. But I think for the Pistons, 
Um, I think they're just going to dominate on the glass, right? I think that they'll create second chance opportunities for themselves. Um, I don't see Jalen Dern on the injury report, so he should be a full go in this game. Isaiah Stewart yeah. as well. You talked about um, Asura Thompson. He's been rebounding the basketball very well for this team. So I know they do have Daniel Gafford, but I think, you know, just the front court depth for this Pistons team, I think that, you know, they'll be able to create those second chance points or at least get easy baskets around the rim. You mentioned Kate. I really like Kate in this game. Um, we'll talk about player props here in a second, but I think this might be another game where we're probably just taking the over or looking at a Pistons team total to go over in this game. But what are your thoughts on the totals or either team totals or the full game uh, total? Yeah, I, I don't think I want to take an under. <laughs> yeah. Especially both Lee, look at both of these two teams, 10 and six to the over, both of them really good over teams. Uh, Wizards six and three on the road, four and three at home for Detroit. Nine and six is an underdog for the Wizards here. I mean, it, it, it's concerning laying points for Detroit. It's concerning being in this situation because that's typically where teams like this fold and then the scoring goes down and it's a sneaky under that nobody expects. But I, I don't know how you can take an under with two, both of these two teams. They're both of the worst defensive teams in the league. I, like I said, All-Star Thompson gives them a good stretch where I think, hey, they may be able to slow down a Kyle Kuzma or somebody like that. But uh, not enough where I'm going to sit here and say that they're going to hold this team to under 120 points. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, the over in this one, over 236. Yeah, um, I dug a little deeper, and I was looking at um, uh, some quarter bets here. I think the one thing that kind of stuck out to me is that third quarter uh, total uh, for both of these teams Um the Detroit Pistons are 12 and 4 to the over in the third quarter, and the Washington Wizards are 11 and 5 to the over uh, in that third quarter. So, if you want a, a little derivative bet there, maybe you could get on the uh, this game's third quarter to go over because right now the first half total in this game is at 115 and a half <clears throat> with a full game of 236 and a half. Obviously, the books are expecting the, the second half to be a, a little higher scoring. So, I think that's uh, maybe a, an angle that you want to look at in this game for the third quarter uh, over in this game. Uh, player props in this game, Trill, we mentioned Kane. I really do like Kane. Either points and assists to go over in this game, but uh, who else are you looking at? Again, a lot of it probably does depend on if Jordan Poole's here able to go here or not, but last game uh, he did not play. Uh, Kyle Kuzma got near a triple-double. It turned into a blowout where the starters didn't play a lot of that fourth quarter, but he finished the game with eight rebounds and seven assists, but um, what do you like as far as player props? Uh, yeah, I mean, Asar steals and blocks combination. He's been going over it. It's been something that people have been tailing and playing a lot. I think that's a really good play here in this one, just to give them some type of element, especially because I think the ball's going to, he's going to match up with Kyle Kuzma a couple of times and the ball's going to be in Kyle Kuzma's hands a lot. I think he'll have opportunity to force a lot of turnovers and, and right there in his own right. And I'm going with Kay Cunningham over assists. I mean, over it, the ball is always in Cade's hand, so I feel comfortable taking Cade over 24 and a half points. Over, yep. uh, where's his assist line? Over six and a half assists, take his points and assists combined. Like, I think that this is just it, at this point, now that Ivy's in the lineup, there may be a change in you know how much of the scoring he's doing, but I think the assist work is going to continue to stay the same. So, you may see a, a drop off somewhat in scoring. Because you now have that additional score next to him. Killian Hayes didn't provide another level of scoring next to him where he sat there and said, I don't have to take 
you know, 25 shots per game yeah. because I don't have anybody else to pass the ball to. Now he's got Jaden Ivey to pass the ball to, another person. He can pass it to those bigs who I think are going to feast Washington bottom five and points in the paint in the last five games. This is going to be a really big day for Jalen Duran, Isaiah Stewart, maybe even All-Star as well. So I think that Kate's going to supply a lot of the assists for that. I'll take Kate over six and a half assists. I see it a little bit juiced here, but I would I would take the milestones and the assist milestones and bring it all the way up. Yeah, I agree. I really do like Cade here tonight. Uh, points and assists to go over 31 and a half. Um, Case had mentioned it as well. So exactly is what I was thinking, that the Wizards are giving up the most points per game to that point guard position. So, And you mentioned as well that, you know, Cade has the ball. His usage rate is through the roof <clears throat> for this Pistons team. So, uh, I think that this will be a, a big uh, Cade game here tonight. In the case that Jordan Poole does not play uh, here tonight, I haven't seen any updated injury news. Let me double check because they are listing his player props right now. But uh, let's see on the latest injury news if there is anything. Um, Jordan Poole was present at shootaround on Monday, so it looks like he uh, may just play here tonight uh, for the uh, – f- for the Washington Wizards. So um, I like your calls on the rebounding props for either Isaiah Stewart or Jalen Duran. Um, I mean, both those guys are monsters, but yeah, really do like it in this game here as well. All right. Anything else for this game? Uh, let's see. Let me just get an official number of some of this stuff. Isaiah Stewart's double double is at plus 390. Play that. Play that. Okay. I like Alsar too at plus one ninety five. I think those are rebounding machine, man. It's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I like Alsar at plus one ninety five, but I like Isaiah Stewart as well at plus three ninety. I think you can. I think you're going to get one of those. I mean, it's it's pretty cut. You know, obvious that Duran is more than likely going to have a double double, seeing how his his double double isn't even listed on Bet three six five. It's pretty obvious he's going to have one, but who's going to be that other person? Yeah, it could be an all-star or an Isaiah Stewart, and those are pretty good odds. Uh, Stewart has had a double-double in two out of the last four games um, overall for the season. And then let me see how he's done against the Wizards. Um, I mean, he's been right there against the Wizards over the course of his career. He's either been a point or or a couple rebounds short of getting those double-doubles. He did have a double-double in his last uh, game. Last season against the uh, against the Wizards, uh, 13 points and 10 rebounds. So I think that's a great call. All right, next game on the board here, Terrell. Two games left here. We'll go to the New Orleans Pelicans. They are in Utah to take on the Jazz. Currently, the Pelicans are a five-point favorite currently over on Bet365 with a total of 230.5 in this game. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the Pelicans, CJ McCollum is going to be out. Trey Murphy, the third, is going to be out as well. Um, Zion is going to be playing in this game here tonight. For the Utah Jazz, officially on the injury report, Lori Markinen and Jordan uh, Clarkson are both officially questionable here tonight. Lori Markinen is dealing with a left hamstring strain, and Jordan uh, Clarkson has an illness here um, for this game. These two teams did match up. I believe this was on Saturday night uh, where the Jazz came from behind and got the victory against the Pelicans. Uh, they outscored them in that uh, fourth quarter. I think it was like 37 to 22. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up exactly here. Um, 
Yeah, so the Jazz beat them in their last game 105. Yeah, 105. Yeah, and 37-23. 37-23, yeah. So they were on a back-to-back situation where the Pelicans, and you know we would talk about playing either in Denver or in Utah, that altitude gets to you. I think that possibly caught up to them in that fourth quarter. But they got a day off. Uh, they do get Zion back here tonight as well. Pelicans laying the five points here. Terrell, what are we thinking? Yeah, I I guess we take the five. And this is really what you want from those back-to-back game sets. You want to play the first game, the dog win the first game, and then you come back and you just hammer the favorite, laying the points the second game, and they pretty much smoke them and get them out of the, out of the gym. It was a back-to-back that first game. They were missing Zion, and I think they were missing somebody else as well. Yeah, how this Pelicans team got down all year. They normally have been missing a lot of people over the course of the year. So uh, let me see here. If you look at – so, yeah, they started uh, Daniels, Hawkins, Ingram, Valanciunas, and Herb Jones. So still missing quite a few people in that lineup. Jose Alvarado played 22 minutes in that game coming off the bench. Najee Marshall played 20. There was no CJ, no Zion, no Trey Murphy, like still missing. And you're still going to be missing a, a, another, a bunch of these pieces, but Zion does add a little bit of scoring on the inside. And I just don't yeah. think that Utah is ready to combat, to be honest. Like they're still missing a bunch of pieces on that Utah side of the ball. And it seems like, you know, for at least the terms of this game, that the Pelicans got healthier and the Jazz did not, looking at questionable tags on Marketing and Clarkson, who both didn't play in that first game. I mean, maybe they play. Maybe this is the same story, but I don't know. I think it's too many points as well. Uh, give me New Orleans. I'll lay to five and give me an under 230 and a half. Yeah, I think that obviously if both Clarkson and and or uh, Marketing don't play here tonight, that takes a, a hit towards uh, other offensive efficiency. But uh, Pelicans have been actually really good in the first quarter this season. 11-6 um, against the spread. Uh, they've been even, I think, I don't say even better, but I think they've been right on that mark uh, in the first half as well here. Uh, let's see. Pelicans, yeah, 12-5 against the spread in the first half. So now coming off of the loss here, I think, you know, with Zion in the lineup here tonight, um Missing a couple pieces, but when you still have Zion and uh, Brandon Ingram in there, I, I think that this is a good spot for them. Uh, like we mentioned, right, they're running the back-to-back situation going into Utah. That's never a good situation to be in, especially you know the altitude will catch up to you eventually. So uh, I'll take I'll take the uh, Pelicans first quarter. Uh, that number is minus one and a half, and I'll also lay with them in the first half as well, minus five. Uh, you mentioned the under uh, as well. I, I do like the under this game, especially again if both. Marketing and or Clarkson are not going to be playing this game. Obviously, your offensive efficiency and your rating takes a dip when those two guys aren't in your lineup because they are your leading scorers. So, uh, and again, Pelicans have been a pretty good defensive team this season as well. Um, I think they're rated inside the top ten. Let me just double check here. Uh, New Orleans number eleven right now as far as defensive rating goes. So, yeah, give me the Pelicans uh, first quarter and full game in this matchup. Uh, player props, Terrell, what are we looking at? <sighs> Give me Zion coming back and being an X-Factor. Why they win the game? I'll take Zion. No, because every time I take Zion over points, he never gets it. Uh, I'm, I'm actually might be good on this game. 
<laughs> yeah, I think maybe the only one maybe would be Valentina's rebounds uh, for me. Um, quickly want to see how they've or he's done against the Jazz, but um, let's see here. So in his career, he's averaging nine point one, and the rebounds really haven't been there for him. So maybe Bi assist. He had eight in assists last game, but again, that was without Zion. So. Yeah, I don't want to force anything here as far as player props. Um, we'll stick with the side and the total in this game. All right, uh, last game on the board here tonight, Terrell. We've got the Denver Nuggets. They are traveling to L.A. to take on the Clippers. Clippers are a five-and-a-half-point favorite in this game with a total of uh, 221-and-a-half. That number has gone up a little bit here as far as the opening number. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Denver Nuggets, the uh, Jamal Murray is not going to be playing in this game. He's uh, still considered day-to-day, so he may be making a return sooner rather than later for the Denver Nuggets. Um, for the Clippers, pretty clean injury report. Uh, Brandon Boston Jr. and Mason Plum, the only, only guys that are going to be out in this game uh, for the uh, L.A. Clippers. Denver did play yesterday at home in San Antonio where they did take care of business, 132 to 120. Now traveling, being on a back-to-back situation here, Terrell, what are you thinking about the spread here? Minus five and a half in favor of the Clippers. Well, you have this situation for the Denver Nuggets where they are 11 and 6 this season. They're 6 and 11 against the spread. It's not good. 6-11 against the spread. Come on, Denver. This is actually the first game Denver's been a dog all season, which is hilarious. But this is really the frustrating thing for me because you know I hate this Clippers team. And I really don't want to overthink it too much. I kind of want to just stick with the code. But you have this Denver team that is 1-8 ATS on the road. Your defending champions are 1-8 ATS on the road. Ooh, wow, similar to last year, actually. Very funny. Might need to start fading defending champions on the road next season. Let's remember that. You have three and six straight up, AT, not ATS, I'm sorry, three and six straight up on the road, whereas the Clippers are five and two straight up at home, which is actually good compared to their only seven and eight on the season. They're five and two at home. Very, very good home team here. Head to head is all, all Denver. Denver's won four of the last five matchups. Uh, covered a majority of those matchups. But that's looking in the rear view, and it's looking in the rear view too much. When they got that win earlier this season, they didn't even cover that game, and it was in Denver. I'm not trusting them to cover a game. Give me the, the Clippers minus five and a half. This, yeah, I mean, you mentioned that this uh Denver Nuggets team is just not very good on the road this year. I think that's an understatement. Um, like you mentioned, three and six straight up, but they're one and eight uh, against ATS. the spread as well. Yeah, ATS. And they're seven and two to the under uh, as well on the road. And for whatever reason, their offense just takes a dip um, on the road this season. Um, I'll fly here the splits for you. So at home, just to put into context, at home, the Denver Nuggets have a offensive rating of 122.7, which is number four in the entire league. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when they go on the road this uh, year, their offensive rating dips all the way down to number 21, 109.2. So 
Um, and I've got that's a lot of that may have to do with no Jamal Murray as well. But mm-hmm. I think I'm comfortable laying the five and a half here with the Clippers here as well. I don't love it just because I don't know what I'm going to get with this Clippers team. But I think my more for playing this game here, Terrell, is probably the under in this game, 221 and a half. Uh, like I mentioned, the Clippers, or sorry, the uh, Denver Nuggets on the road this season, uh, seven and two towards the under. And the Clippers at home this season on the total, uh, they are five, one, and one to the under as well. They're only averaging an uh, average score of about 212.7 uh, points combined in those home games so far this season for the LA Clippers. That's what, so, and that's what it feels like is the play. The, just take the under. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so yeah, under for me, and then the only game that went over was the first game, which was against the Portland Trailblazers, and we talked about how bad their defense is as well. But other than that, they play the Spurs. They scored 123 points to so the Clippers. I still went under the total. Um, not sure if you caught any of that game on Saturday against the Mavericks, but that was just an absolute brutal yep. shooting night yep. uh, for the Dallas Mavericks, 195 points combined in that game. So I like the under in this game, 221 and a half. I have um, over 30 and a half. Did he, he did majority of the scoring? Yeah, but right? he finished with thirty. Oh, Ugh. yeah. So and it's and it's like he went out earlier in the game with a hand injury, and I was like, man, yeah. watch the time that he missed with that hand injury be like the two points that I probably needed to end. It was. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go to player props in this game. Anything you like? Jokic. Yeah. I mean, regardless, he still kills the Clippers. Yeah. I would look at his his rebounds are at twelve and a half at minus one thirty. I'm sure his uh, rebounds and assists are combined at twenty one and a half. I mean, that's what they've been putting it out at. Let me see here. Twenty two and a half. They've adjusted it a little bit. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, I mean, I don't trust anybody else on. I, I definitely, you know, I definitely don't trust no Clippers, but. It's a crapshoot to figure out like who's going to be the guy every single night. Hmm. Well, that was embarrassing, but that yawn is exactly how I feel about this Clippers team because it's just a bunch of really, well, not really old guys. These guys aren't really old, but they're older guys, and they kind of just take turns playing their playing their offense. Like it's not like they have a group style offense in this team. No, it's literally, all right, we're going to cater to James Harden today. Oh, we're going to cater to PG today. Oh, we're going to carry you to Kawhi today. Oh, we're going to cater to Russ today. Like it, 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 the recipe for success doesn't seem long-term at all. And it can buy them a couple of wins, maybe, but like, I I don't think this is long-term at all. That's why it's so hard for me to pick Clippers props because it's just like what Clippers team is showing up. Is this the, Russ led Clippers team is this the James Harden led Clippers team because it just seems like it's just a bunch of guys taking terms of being that guy in the offense. So, I mean, hey, I'm good. Just give me Jokic prop. Jokic kills the team regardless. Reggie Jackson revenge game. Is that technically? I guess that is technically a thing. Because he got, I know he got either was it waived or he got traded to them, to the Denver Nuggets. Reggie Jackson's been on like ten teams at this point. That's true. He's got like 10 different it feels like games. it, but he's only played for yeah, four he's got games like, or four teams. Oh, yeah. He's, it feels like he's got like 10 different revenge games. Yeah. Uh, all right. It's Anything like else? Jay Crowder saying Jay Crowder revenge game. <laughs> uh, Let me get a right. Pat Bev revenge game. 
Let me get a Jeff Green revenge game. He's played on like ah! <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into our lock and dog here for tonight, Terrell, and then we'll do our underdog fantasy entry. Uh, you want to lead us off? All righty here from a lock. Golly. It's not a lot that I love. It's not much that I really hate either. Eh, why not? Nobody's ever going to do this. And when am I ever going to have a chance to lock up Portland on a show? Give me Portland plus 13. This is way too many points for a Pacers team. They're not that good. Defensively, they're pretty bad. And we look at the numbers. Games go over in this, for back-to-back teams. I expect, while Portland probably not going to be playing any defense, I know for a fact for a fact the Pacers are not going to play any defense. And so the Pacers, will they be up 15 in this game? Maybe even 20? Possibly. But they're going to give it up. They're going to give it up really quickly. So, yeah, give me 13. I'll take Portland plus 13. That's my lock. Locking up Portland. No, I don't think anybody's done that this season. For my dog. All right, I'm going to go to a prop. Let's go with an alt line on Kay Cunningham assists because I think this is an over game as well. Expect to see a bunch of points. And the points in the paint differential for the Wizards is alarming. They're really, really bad at guarding the paint. They don't really have anybody of that aspect to really do it. So I think Kay can feed your pick of Durin thompson or stewart and get a whole bunch of easy assists like i wouldn't be surprised if he racked up seven or eight by the end of the first half like i think he could really get to that number so i'll take kate cunningham alt line yeah i'll just go for the 10 give me 10 assists plus 360 on bet 365 i like it um all right for my lock uh i'll go with the pelicans in the first Quarter minus one and a half. Uh, give me the first half. Uh, I'll take the uh, minus two and a half for the Pelicans in the first half. Um, uh, they've just, or at least over the last five games, they've been um, really good in the first half. I'm trying to pull up the exact numbers here. So, um, first half, New Orleans Pelicans are number nine uh, with their on the offensive rating 102, 120.2. But I think one more importantly for me, they're the best uh, defensive rated team in the first half. Uh, over the last five games, with well, a net rating of 17.5, which is the third best, only behind Boston and Phoenix. Mentioned that they lost in their previous game against the Utah Jazz. Um, I think that, especially with Zion back here, that gives them a little bit more um, offense here, obviously. And even if even if Carl, uh, Clarkson or Mark do play in this game, I just still like their rent spot here. And then for them to come out in the first half and take care of business. Uh, so minus two and a half in the first half for the Pelicans. Uh, also looking at an assist prop here as a milestone. It's the same exact odds that you gave out here. Um, but I'm going to go with Malcolm Brogdon here tonight, plus 360 uh, to get 10 plus assists. Um, okay. We talk about, again, this game with the total that's at, what, 240. You mentioned it. The Pacers play zero defense, 14-1 um, towards the over in their 15 games that they have played in this season. And the, since he's come back in the three games here, uh, has Malcolm Brogdon. He's put up uh, 12 assists, 8 assists, and 5 assists. So I think that he'll obviously get more minutes here tonight uh, for the 
uh, Portland Trailblazers, but again, it's just a pace factor thing, right? Where you have a team in the Pacers that are the best offensive rated team. They play with the highest pace and they have the worst defense. So again, you'll see a lot of up and down, a lot of assist opportunities in this game. So I think Malcolm Brogdon can get that done again. Like I mentioned last game against the Milwaukee Bucks, he had 12 assists on Sunday and or actually, sorry, last night. Uh, and then he chipped in with 18 points, but I think that he gets 10 plus assists here tonight for sure at plus 360. All right, Terrell, let's get over to our underdog fantasy entry here for tonight. Uh, again, make sure to go to underdogfantasy.com and make sure you use that promo code SGPN. You'll get a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100, uh, but make sure you have to use that promo code SGPN. Terrell, now you mentioned you like Joel Embiid on his assist uh, to go mm-hmm. higher. Uh, so we'll put that in as our first um, entry for that. So higher six assists for Joel Embiid. Uh, what else are you looking at? Uh, let's see here. Well, how we want to do this. I feel like we need some action in the Indiana and Portland game. DeAndre Eaton, higher, 14 and a half points. He should be able to get there. Yeah, um, 14 and a half points. Okay, we'll go higher on that for Aiden. What else? Um, uh, what, what was a game that we liked? Uh, no, not Zion. Jokic? I mean, can never go wrong with Jokic. Yeah. You want to go rebounds or rebounds and assist? I think just rebounds. I don't trust everybody else to be able to score on the road. Okay. All right. Yeah, I can go with Jokic as well would have rebounds. All right, we'll do that. So higher on Jokic as our uh, third leg for this entry. So Joel Embiid uh, higher than six assists. DeAndre Aiden higher than 14 and a half points. And then Nikola Jokic higher than 12 and a half rebounds here tonight against the LA Clippers. That $100 entry will get you a nice payout of $600. Again, make sure to go to support um Underdogfantasy.com and use that promo code SGPN, 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. Terrell, anything else you want to mention, my man, before we get out of here? No, no, no. Shout out to the 52 people rocking with us on the stream. Make sure you guys like the video on the way out. Yep, 100%. If you haven't already subscribed as well to the NBA Gambling Podcast on the YouTube channel, please go in and do so. And also make sure you smash that like button before you guys get out of here. If you haven't already left us a rating and review uh, for the podcast, whether you're just on Apple Podcasts, whether it's on Spotify, uh, wherever the case might be, please do us a favor and uh, leave us a rating and review. We'll be back tomorrow at the usual time, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern. We'll get into the final day of the in-play or sorry, in-season tournament uh, group play, and we'll find out who the group winners are. Um, and we'll have some information on what needs to be done for certain teams to uh, either qualify as a wild card or win the group outright. So it'll be myself and Scott tomorrow. Uh, make sure you follow Terrell on Instagram and on X. That's at reallyrell underscore underscore. You can follow me on X as well at sportsnerd824. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba.